0: Hello, it is 4 a.m. in New York, 10 a.m. in Johannesburg, and 2 p.m. in Bangkok. (laughs) Welcome to In Transit with Sunday Bean. I'm an intercultural strategist, transformation facilitator, and solution oriented coach. And I'm on a mission to help you adapt and succeed through any life transition. So I was at a doctor's appointment back in, I think, 2016. I'd originally come to her because I had a cold. And she said, I'm sorry, I don't work with acute infections. Um, I'm more of an integrative specialist, but you can come back when you want to look at your overall wellness. And because I was feeling a little bit up and down in terms of, I think, my hormones, I thought it was a good idea to just have my blood work done and check in with my general health. So we met, I gave her my blood work And um, she did a full examination and she said that she looked at me and she said, when I look at you and how happy you are and how productive you are, I don't understand when I look at the blood work. She said, the only explanation I have is that you, one, are too good at your coaching strategies because of the level of productivity that you manage, but something else is going on in your body. And she said, it's like you're stuck in fight mode. You know, fight, flight, uh, fawn, or freeze. I am definitely a fighter. <laughs> and it's one of those things where you have to be careful that one of your strengths can also become a weakness. And it was in that time where I said to her, What do you mean stuck on fight mode? And then I was like, Oh. Yeah, we just left Burkina Faso suddenly um, because of the terrorist attack that was there and the conditions were changing. I solo parented by myself for, I don't know, five months while our family was split across continents, while I was still running my business. And then in a very short notice, um, we decided to move to South Africa and we moved there. So yeah, maybe, maybe I was stuck in fight mode. And the thing is, that has been my own journey, especially since then, where I've had to learn how to hold fight mode where it matters and create balance in other areas where I have to be careful of not being depleted, right? And some people, they have the opposite pro- uh, problem. They don't feel yet confident jumping into the ring, right? And fighting whatever it is for your business growth, to get more clients, to work on your health, to fight for your marriage, whatever it is. Or they jump in, but then get out of the ring quick because they don't think they have what it takes to stay and fight. Even if you were in the phase that we talked about in last episodes, um, expired by a dream that you discovered when you were in infinite possibility, right? So, this is our dilemma. How do we do fight mode without depleting and how do we start fight mode when we are frozen and scared to dive in the ring? So this is our third pod of a four-part series where we're going to talk about transformation and how you're showing up in your life, and your business. So if you missed episode 301, The Crumble, definitely go check that out, or episode 302, Infinite Possibilities, because they are jam-packed with information. And if you're curious about what phase of transformation you're actually in, then go ahead and take the quiz. It's super fast and fun. In the show notes, it will help you understand where is your area of focus right now and what area of transformation are you in based on that area of focus. And the good news is when we know where we are, we're able to then identify the strategies that work for that phase. And that's why I'm doing this four-part series. There isn't a one-size-fit-all approach to transformation. We have to hone in and look at where you are and what are the things that will serve you right now and what are the things that are going to hold you back. Just like when I went to the doctor, She said, this is now, you have to stop fighting. You need to move into another phase. So knowing what strategies we need when we need it will definitely help you. And by the way, that simple comment from the doctor, um, having someone really look at where I'm at from a very professional level of the signs, here it was physical for you, it might be in your business or in your professional craft, that was a pivot point for me to change everything in In ways I never knew was possible, it unleashed potential in me that I didn't even know existed. I was able to crash through limits that I didn't even know I set for myself. So I'm really committed to this for you to understand where you are in your process. And again, find out where you're at um, and then do what I call green lights, more of what works and red lights, avoid what are the pitfalls so that you can really... Make the most of the phase that you're in and then nurture where you are in transformation. So that's what we're going to talk about today. I'm really excited. So for me personally, for better or worse, (laughs) I was literally born for fight mode. I know I hear stories from my mother that she was bedridden with me um, most of the pregnancy. So I was fighting literally from the womb, (laughs) I was born six weeks early again, fighting, uh, to get into this world. And, um, I haven't shared this, um, within I think six to eight weeks after I was born, I was diagnosed with double pneumonia and nearly died. Um, so I literally, when I say that I was uh, born for fighting fight mode, I think it's in, it's in my genes. So throughout my life, Um, I've had to work with that and then find out ways that I can take that energy, that fight and have it not deplete me. So, um, so grateful that I've been in that journey because my life is full of so much more joy. And I hope that people feel that joy, um, because of the work that I did to, to, um, to, to know what I do with that energy. So for you, um, maybe you're a fighter too, and, but you're fighting in places, Um, that are start and stop, start and stop, and you're not seeing the results. Like you're working hard, but you're just not getting to the place that you want to get, right? So I hope this also resonates with you. Now today, to teach you a little bit more about fight mode, I'm going to use the analogy of what I learned when I did boxing in South Africa. So, um, you know, I lived in South Africa for six years and in the last year, I was so, so lucky to have an amazing boxing coach that would come to our home every Saturday and give us um, individual lessons for myself and my family. And <laughs> wow, did I learn a lot about myself uh, during that process. So big shout out to my coach, Tsuks, who was amazing. He's also a leader, a teacher. Um, in boxing, but for yourself when you're going through um, that process with him, you're you're fighting and you're at your limits. So shout out to him as well. Now, again, when we're looking at the phases of transformation, um, we talked about the crumble. That's where you don't know what the heck is going on. You're lost, you you might not have a vision of what's next. Maybe something has been stripped away from you. Um, and you just need to literally, uh, cocoon yourself and take care of yourself and nurture yourself for that phase, but you don't yet have direction, right? When you get into infinite possibilities, that phase is where you're starting to open yourself up to the potential of something new emerging. And that's exciting, but there are infinite possibilities. And so in that moment, when you realize that it's exciting, you could do anything. And the question is, which one is the right one? You might be putting yourself under a lot of pressure to choose the right thing. Or you might be strewn with self-doubt to say, wait a minute, I'd love to do that, but do I have what it takes? Right? So you've you, that might sound familiar. You might have been there in your business, in a relationship, as a parent, as a community member, whatever that is. Now let's say you've gone through that and again it's not quite that linear it's not quite that tidy if we're honest. <laughs> now you have decided this is the thing I want, right? Maybe um you are someone told you, you know, you'd be a great coach, you ask great questions, you love supporting people, you want to, you know, let's say support women's empowerment and you go to coaching training, you get your certificate and it's like, okay, now I want to do the thing. But people aren't just running to your website to do the thing and you you now know what you want. You're fully committed. Your whole body is on board, but it's like, how do I make it happen, right? How do I pay the bills? How do I make money? How do I serve people? How do I you know, get the right people to work with? That is the next phase of fight mode. And this is a challenging phase because now you can taste the dream, right? You have clarity. You know what you want, but how do you get there? And that can feel overwhelming because it feels like an intangible journey. So, this is what we're talking about with fight mode. It could be something with business, it could be with your relationship. Maybe you've been married for 20 years and, you know, you've had kids and you have you know where you're living, you've got your job and then you're like mm, meh. Right? And you you could you can taste it. You you know what kind of connection you want. You know how you want to be as a couple, but ugh, man, how do you reverse? 20 years of patterns? Or how do you get get the courage to start uh, interrupting patterns that aren't serving you anymore, right? Or maybe you have a small child at home and you're like, oh, how do I create routine so I don't go crazy? How do I have a relationship and discipline and uh, teach this child in a way that's aligned with what feels right for me, but is also effective, right? So this is what I mean by fight mode. You're at the cusp of really making an impact on something that is meaningful to you, but you have a long journey ahead. Or you have a journey. We don't know how long it is, right? Fair enough. So I want you to think about where in your life are you required to be in fight mode to be able to fulfill that dream or to reach that possibility that you're now dreaming of, right? Maybe it's a promotion at work. Maybe you want to lead a team. Um, maybe you want to make a shift in your community to focus more on environmental issues, et cetera, et cetera. So here's the thing. I have a few tips about fight mode to keep you going, to keep you swinging. (laughs) Um, a lot of my clients are in fight mode, right? Um, These are my clients that I've usually brought from the crumble to infinite possibility. And and we want to feel the success, but we need to keep the motivation high in fight mode. And I'll share with you some things you need to look out for. So first of all, I want you to think about where in your life do you feel like you have clarity in what you want, but you don't dare really, really want it because you don't know if it's possible. You know the next step is to go from an idea to actually doing things in the real world to make it happen, right? That tough conversation, that application, the investment, whatever it is, right? So think of that in your mind, because of course our lives are always in constant uh, transition and it might be one area of your life is in bite mode, but the others are in different places, right? So pick up the one where you're at the cusp or you might be in the thick of it, working hard at something and not really feeling the results that you want. So, There we go. We got that one. Now, now you want to think about what do I need to know that will stop me from making progress in this phase? And then what should I do instead? Right. And believe me, this is called hard earned wisdom. (laughs) This is from my own journey. This is from my client's journey. Right. So, um, I'm just trying to help you uh, avoid some of these bumps or work through them faster so you don't have to, you know, learn as hard as those who've come before you, right? So the first one I love to think about when we, I call those stop signs, right? We're going to look for stop signs, things that you need to keep in mind when you're in this phase and you have to do the work, pass the bar exam, right? Get into the university. Um I don't know, get your driver's license in a country that doesn't even speak your language. Like whatever it is, what do you have to do? So the first thing I, I have learned, um, in my own life, but also with my clients is something that I saw happen in boxing. So for example, if you're boxing, you know there's a defense position and I'm sure my coach if he was watching this he'd be like that's not how you hold your hands right but you you have to hold your hands up to defend yourself but still see what's happening. And what I watch with my clients is what they'll do is they will have a, their their opponent is right next to them, right? And that's actually their goal, the thing that they want to achieve. And then what they'll do is they'll look at the side of the ring and see the fighters that are in the next boxing class on the side. And in that moment, they get punched in the face (laughs) because you keep your eyes on your opponent. You need to know where you're going and not get distracted from what's happening left or right, right? You will literally get punched in the face if this happens. So what I see happening with my clients, whether you are a leader in a division or you're a coach who has... Um, now officially a business, but are trying to get clients is you turn your head and you look at those who are ahead of you and you get punched with compare and despair. Dr. Martha Beck calls it compare and despair, where you see that people are in a different place than you. And it's like a punch in the gut and it completely deflates you from any confidence. And the problem with thats that served you zero for moving forward on your goal. Actually you're you're further back cuz now you got a bruise in the face, the wind is knocked out of you and you're on the ground. So now you have to use your energy to get up again and get into fight mode. Right? Do you see how useless that is? And we I don't know about you, I have limited energy. So it is an absolute uh depletion of energy when you do that. Now, what you could do Is uh, there's one other thing you need to think about with that is if I see the fighter on the side who's in the next class, who's further ahead than me, uh, and I start judging myself that I'm not there yet, it is completely a contextual. Like it's unfounded because you have no idea what access to resources they had. You have no idea what their network or relationship network is like to help them, you know. Get to where they needed to go. You have no idea what they sacrificed to get there, things you're not willing to sacrifice. You have no idea what they gave up to get there. So it's not even relevant because their lives are different than yours. You're not comparing apples and apples, right? You are in completely different contexts. So that's another reason why it is an absolute waste of energy. But if you are looking to others who are ahead of you, then do it for inspiration. Do it to say, hey, how did they do that? If that's possible, if they can do it, then maybe I can do it, right? So if you are going to look at where other people are in a different position from you, then draw inspiration from it. Otherwise it's a waste of your energy. And in boxing, which I've learned, you have to conserve your energy, right? Taking too big of steps or extra steps or going too fast will not serve you. So you need to conserve your energy and that's what you need in fight mode. This is the long haul. We have to be ready to fight until the bell rings, right? So conserve your energy. That's the first thing I think it's really important. And I, and I really, really want you to get this point because I'm going to hit my 10th anniversary in my business this year. And I know it with my whole body how important that is. I always say that my energy is my biggest asset. So conserve that energy and use it in really wise ways. Okay, the next thing you want to do, watch for stop signs, is what we call mind junk, right? The thoughts that you're telling yourself that, again, deplete you um, or not even true. And and I understand how easy that is, especially in the boxing context. There would be things that my coach would ask me to do. And I'm like, no way in hell can I do that. Like, I'm sure I even use saltier language (laughs) than that with my coach. I was like, no, there's no way. I can do that. And I already decided it wasn't possible. And the funny thing about it is I had already given myself a limit of what was or wasn't possible and haven't even tested it yet. Like, how funny is that? We tell ourselves we can't do something, but we haven't even tried, right? So watch with yourself if you are giving yourself limits that you haven't even tested. Or you have a limit that you know is there, but you haven't started with small steps to work toward superseding that limit. So for example, I'm, I've had to work on my core, right? Um, I have good cardio, but strength is something that I didn't have into my routine. And so how do you build strength? You build it one rep at a time. I can't do one of those pull-ups, right? But I was able to start by doing one lousy push-up and then I did two lousy push-ups and then I did three and then I did one decent push-up, right? That is how you work through limits. My limit was I can't do push-ups. And then how do you work toward that to sort of stretch where your limits are? So honestly, I want to hear from you. What are limits you set for yourself in your mind that you haven't even tested yet, because that is a really important one. Um, Okay. So the next one is neglecting to celebrate. If you know my work, this is not a surprise, right? I always say celebrating is noticing. And this connects to energy. Why should we celebrate? Because when we noticed what we were doing, how we were showing up, and we noticed the progress, we're like, oh, okay, this is worth it. It re-infuses you with energy to keep the fight. Okay. So celebrating is noticing. And I remember um, during this year of boxing, I would take videos and watch my progress over time. It was so motivating because, you know, in every Saturday morning, I'd be like, ah, this sucks. I suck. This is hard. Right. And then I would see the video later and I'm like, oh, actually that is something I'm getting better at. And I go back and look at videos from four weeks ago, and I would see the progress, right? So that's important. Celebrating is noticing, notice the progress, and I mean this with my whole body because, you know, when you're trying to build something, it's those micro um, moments of progress that are happening, but you aren't noticing them, and therefore you're missing it. And I remember with German, it was like, oh, I just want to learn how to order a beer in German without someone saying, wie bitte, right? I wanted to just do that one thing. And all of a sudden, I was coaching CEOs in German, and I had not spent any time celebrating the progress, right? I remember being frustrated because I was still struggling with some, like, you know, the the daddy dolls, like the masculine, feminine, neutral, and German. I was still focused on what I didn't know, what I wasn't doing right. And I had missed completely that entire range of development in my language, right? I missed an opportunity to celebrate. I missed an opportunity to have joy and to infuse um, my motivation with more energy, right? So that's important. I remember also when I was um, boxing, we had... afternoon we were learning something new and I was like, yeah, I don't know how it went. It it didn't feel great. I always had this thing. If it doesn't feel good, it probably isn't good, which isn't true. Sometimes things that are uncomfortable, you're doing well because you're at your limits, you're pushing your limits, you're growing. But if it doesn't feel good, you think it isn't good. And I had that example with, with boxing and I went back and I took the video and I went on slow motion and I watched caption by caption. And I was able to only then look at the small steps and notice how cool that was when I slowed down and objectively looked at that. So, um, that leads me to the green lights, what you should do. So if you neglect to celebrate, you need to, then a green light is to stop and notice the small steps, right? So let's go in, you know, if you are like Sunday, I've got every single, stop sign that you mentioned. No problem. I've had all of them. My clients have had all of them. Um, And then you're human, right? That's fine. (laughs) So let's look at the green lights. What are some things you can be doing in fight mode that will help bring you forward? So I think one of the most important things you can do is plan for the long haul. This is something that I teach in my program, Global Coach Coalition. I tell my coaches, I said, this is a long haul game. I am not a get-rich-quick person, right? There's no overnight success. You can go to other people and learn from them if you believe that. I think that's bullshit, to be honest. So what we talk about is what's the long-haul game. And for, for Global Coach Coalition, it's really important that people know you, they trust you, and they like you. And those are relationships. Those aren't overnight. And building an audience, building a mailing list, building... Um, a suite of tools that you can use with your clients, that all takes time, right? Because it's quality. So if you can plan for the long haul, that will help you, again, from a boxing methodology, understand if I have to be in the ring for 12 minutes, don't give all of my energy in the first three, because I will get pummeled for the next six minutes if I don't, eek um, my energy out in wise ways. Right. So plan for the, haul, the long haul, have a realistic look at what it takes. So for example, the thing I see with a lot of my clients who come to me and they say they want to start a business. They have conversations with their partners at home and they're like, yeah, it's an investment. Um, what should we do? And the partner inevitably says, we'll just look um, at after one year, if it's profitable, And then you can decide whether you close it or you do something else. And this is really hard for me because I think most small businesses, um, they need about three years to really set up a foundation and become profitable. I mean, Google it. Go look it up. But usually, small businesses are not profitable in the first year. In fact, I remember my first year of business, I went to my husband And I was outraged. I told him how much money I made. And then I told him how much I spent. And I had made $1,000 more than I spent. And I worked a whole year. I was outraged. I was like, are you kidding me? What am I doing this for? And he said, congratulations. He said, you made a profit in your first year. That's not normal. You didn't have to spend money. And I realized that that framing is really important for people to know because otherwise you have this beautiful business that you invested in for a year and then you stop all of the seeds you planted when actually the fruit of your labors is going to happen in year two and three. That's what happened for my business. Every business is different, but I think it's important for you to get a realistic picture of what the long haul is. And that could be Anything. It could be a business. It could be a relationship. It could be parenting. It could be leadership. It could be community development, right? If you don't know what it takes to achieve your goal and you can't break it down into small phases realistically, then talk to someone who's been down that road so that you can get a a reality check of what it takes. The next one, if you are going to plan for the long haul, how do you move forward? And that's all about consistency. Check out my podcast, Consistency Commitment, because I talk about the importance of how do you capitalize on taking action in predictable chunks over time, right? And that's exactly what happened with boxing. I would do a Um, an intense workout on Saturday with my coach, about an hour and a half. And then on Wednesdays, I would do two times seven minutes intensity strength building. Um, I would probably go for a run once or twice throughout the week as well. So it was over time I was able to keep my fitness. If I had not taken consistent action in my health with my strength building and cardio, and I'm not exaggerating, I would have literally vomited or spontaneously combusted at boxing right like we have to take consistent action whatever the goal is and it's important to have more rather doable consistent action right like a 20 minute run a seven, two times 7 minute workout then too ambitious and here's why with boxing you know i'm like super motivated let's do this intense workout we're going to do 3 you know 7 minutes and we do the extra one can't walk the next day. My muscles hurt, right? So that did not work. Too ambitious is leads to inconsistency. So that's the sort of um, sweet spot you want to reach with um, your own action. So check out episode Consistency Commitment. I'll have um, us put it in the show notes so you can check it out later. Okay. So that's another green light. The other one is very connected to mindset, right? When I was talking about how the mind junk comes in, what I would suggest you do a green light is to write down the thoughts. I've shared this in other episodes. When I am up-leveling or when I'm being challenged in new ways, my mind junk will come in. And what I do is I go into my phone and I'll put it, you, know, you can put it under a mind junk notes or whatever, and you write it down so that you can look at it and then and then playfully laugh and be like, wow, really? That's where your mind meant? Amazing. And you can then take the power from those thoughts and not have them be true and just notice yourself having the thought. That will help you um, conserve your energy, right? Try it out. I always like to write it down and then I read it in a really whiny voice. Oh, no one's going to whatever. Like I love to be playful and and hear that whiny voice in my in my head. I have clients who talk about the mean girl. I have other clients who call, you know, we, we call it Amy G. Dalla, like the amygdala, you know, yelling at you. Amy G., what she has to say. Just create some distance from it. It's not the truth. It's just mind garbage going through your head. Okay, so those are some green lights for fight mode. And, of course, um, when we take the boxing analogy, it's so important for you to take first class care of yourself. If I on Friday night uh, went dancing and drank my face off with my friends and got two hours of sleep, do you think that I would be able to box the next day? No, <laughs> not that there's nothing wrong with like going out and having fun with your friends and dancing and having a few drinks, but it's if you are not taking care of yourself, big picture, you can't show up, right? So, what are the small things you can do? Um, you can be doing to keep your energy. uh, That would be from your mindset. That would be from consistency. That would be keeping your eyes, you know, on your goal, not looking at other people. It would also be those small things around making sure you're hydrating, getting enough rest, watching alcohol and coffee, et cetera, et cetera, right? So are you committed to first class self-care? And that might just be setting a boundary. Right, it's we know self care isn't bubble baths. It's way bigger than that. It's doing hard things. But what can you do to take care of you? Because this is the long haul. Right? Okay. This is. I was so excited before I started this podcast episode. I, I can tell this is the place that I usually live, um, and I love fight mode. I love it. I love it. Not everybody loves it, <laughs> but I love it with my clients. Because I know you can do it. I know all we got to do is watch out for doable action, look at your mind crap, consistency, right? Keep your eye on your on your goal. Like, I know you can get through this. I just had a client write me and she said, oh, I just wanted to let you know, I just had a client that came out of nowhere, right? That when you do the work, she had done something uh, like a podcast and got her message out. And magically someone found her and now she's a client and it wasn't even hard. It just happened, right? There was no sales call, went straight into it. And that is what I'm talking about. If you do the work consistently, the fight will pay off and then you'll start to feel the ease, right? I love this phase. Um, And here's the last thing. If you are in fight mode and you're working on your, your, You know, stoplights and your green lights. There's things that you know you can do or you know what you should do next, but you're struggling with taking what you know to actually doing it. And the magic trick to that is really simple it's accountability, right? Can you have someone like I did, a coach by your side, to say, you know what, three more push ups. When you wanna give up, they're like, nope, give me two more. Or when you want to give up, they say, do one more, we take a water break, and then you come back and do it again, right? Do you have someone by your side, whether it's your BFF, um, another biz friend, a coach, a, a group of people that are in the same boat as you, that is scientifically proven to help you up level how you show up for yourself, right? The When we have accountability partners, it can impact the likelihood of us reaching our goal to as much as 95%. It's like when you go to a Zumba class and someone's in the class with you, you actually Zumba harder than if you were by yourself in your living room, right? <laughs> all right. So there we have it. That is fight mode. I can't wait to talk to you about triumph in transition in the next episode. That is where you get to feel all the fruits of your labor. But guess what? Transformation isn't tidy and it's not linear without end. It is kind of a messy cycle. and You want to hang on to that triumph in transition as long as you can. So if you're enjoying the series, then don't miss out on our free challenge. We have a four-week challenge um, helping you work through your ambitious goals and understand where you are in transformation. So join us inside the free community on Facebook, the In Transit Hub. I will deep dive into each phase even more and help you understand how you can shape your transformation no matter where you are. Right. And speaking of accountability, I want to let you know, um, we have been talking about my program adapt and succeed for the last few weeks. That is for people whose lives are in transit and want more support. Um, if you are a do it yourself person, you can just grab the program and then guide yourself to help you reach those goals. You, um, be supported in fight mode, but maybe you are a coach a psychologist or a practitioner who actually wants to support others more in their transition. And, you know, deep down, you need some help with your own business because you are a lover, not a fighter, (laughs) because you're all about the supporting of people side, but you're not used to fighting from the business side or maybe the marketing or sales side, right? That is then totally for you. Check out Global Coach uh, Coalition. We open the doors and, It is to help you not only have amazing tools that help people in transition, but also kick yourself into gear from the business side so that you can reach what only now feels like a possibility right? So check it out. I would love to have you part of the coalition. Um, We really talk about best practices and helping people in their transformation and transition process, even if it gets tough. And we go hard on the business side. Plus, it is not just a program. It is actually a community. And we've been together for going on four years, right? So I would love to support you as you up-level how you support people in transition and how you support yourself in your professional transition. So let me know. There, This is the only time I'm going to offer it in 2023. There's limited spots. We already have many pre-qualified people that I've been on the phone with. So send in your application. Let's have a talk and we'll see if you want us by your side while you're in fight mode. Remember, it's me, and two dozen other professionals who are united by our commitment to get really amazing strategies into the hands of people who are living globally mobile lives and take care of yourself in your own business, right? So check it out. I'd love to meet you and have a conversation. And if that's not your jam, join us in the Intransit community and take part in the challenge. All right, you've been listening to In Transit with Sunday Bean. Thank you for listening. I'll leave you with this last anonymous quote. One isn't necessarily born with courage, but one is born with potential.